This is Entrepreneurs Get Visible, the podcast for people who want more impact, influence, and income. I'm Anna Parker-Naples, and I'll be sharing with you proven methods from leading entrepreneurs that help you get visible as an authority in your field. Because anything's possible when you get visible. In this episode, we're talking about why niching works. And if you aren't niching down to a very small bracket or a subgroup of people, you are potentially missing out on huge opportunities. When you try to sell or market yourself to everyone, then you can help no one. Your messaging doesn't speak to anyone in particular. They aren't drawn to your copy. They aren't drawn to your website. They aren't feeling that your words and language resonate with them. They don't feel that what you're selling is necessarily for them. As soon as you are able to decide and focus on serving one small niche, one tiny element of the people that you could possibly serve, then you are going to be able to stand out from the crowd in that one particular place. I see a lot of resistance to niching down, particularly from coaches who, if they're a business coach, say, but I could help anyone in their business. And in terms of mindset coaches, life coaches, or people who specialize in yoga or meditation, they say, yeah, but these tools would help anyone. And I want to help as many people as I can. And then they look at their business and they're looking at their social media posts and they're not getting engagement. They're not getting any traction. The reason is if you are for everyone, you're for no one. No one feels connected. No one feels drawn in. And you can't build that sense of community and loyalty and that desire to follow you if you're trying to be for everybody. If you're trying to be like everyone else and you're trying to serve everyone, then you're going to become vanilla. And yes, I know a really good quality vanilla is memorable, but most of the time we're talking about that vanilla, that bog standard vanilla that you'd get from Tesco's. And that's not what you want. You want to be that ice cream that someone buys that just pops, that they remember because it's memorable. And the key here with all of your work is that you want to become the go-to person so that someone mentions that term that's associated with you in a Facebook group or in person. You immediately flash up into that person's mind so that you get that referral, that recommendation. You can't do that if you are just the same as everybody else. So you need to be the one with panache, with expertise, who has niched down. I'm going to run through a couple of scenarios in my previous lifetimes of work to show you exactly how this worked for me. So when I started in the field of voiceover, I was doing a lot of commercials, TV. I was doing lots of narrations for companies, corporate work, phone lines, essentially. I could do those and I could have done everything. And initially I did to start getting going. So I'd got a bit of experience, but that isn't easy to sell. The moment that I started really niching down into being the British teen voice for radio commercials, not everything else, was when I started to get real traction in my business. Because as soon as I said, I am the British voice for this particular tiny segment of a really small industry anyway, it meant that I could accelerate my results. When I was talking to international companies, I was the person who was doing it. And yes, I could have done all that other work. Now, the interesting thing is, because when an opportunity came up that was a teenage British voice, then it was me that they remembered because I wasn't the same as every other person saying I can do everything. 
And what happens then is when you've worked with a client and they like you and you've built that trust and you've provided a good service, they will come back to you for recommendations for other people, which guess what? You might be able to do yourself or that you can pass on. And then your network grows and expands. And so does that knowledge of your niche and expertise. For me, then when I changed over to voice acting, which is a slightly different thing, I was an audiobook narrator for a while. Again, I really niched down into audiobooks. At this point, I could have really focused on commercials. I could have done radio dramas. I could have really focused on on gaming. And I did do all of that work. But in the messaging that I put out there in my communities, I was absolutely niching down on being the young adult British fiction narrator in the US. And I live in the UK. So in the US, I could stand out and say, instead of having someone who lives in the US, who maybe their accent has been tinged a little bit, I was the authentic young British voice for teenage fiction in the US. Now, as soon as I did that, And I'm not going to say as soon. After a few months of doing that, I really started to build again some traction. People knew who I was. I'd get recommendations. I stuck in people's minds. If I'd continued to just say, oh, I'm a voiceover and voice actor, I wouldn't have got the results that I did. Now, I found this in the coaching industry as well. So for me, when I was trying to work out who I wanted to serve, who I wanted to help, it was a challenge. And I will admit that these things aren't always easy to decide exactly what you're going to niche down into and exactly who your ideal client work is. And those may take a little bit of time, but you have to start somewhere. And I kind of went back a little bit and ignored my own advice and said, I'm a business and mindset coach. Now, that's way too broad. Who was I helping? Who was I passionate about helping? How specific could I be in the answers and the solutions that I gave? And you'll watch many of the coaches who really go on to do well have niched one area first. Now, their skill set means that they can absolutely help people with other areas of mindset and business. Of course they can, because they have those skills and those tools and that experience. But you've probably seen them rise to the top because they have focused on one area first. It's one of the reasons why I really focus on visibility and impact. Now, my work could help any area of your business, but I'm niching there first. I also realise with my skill set, the fact that I have audio experience and I'm a podcaster means that I can niche inside that unique industry as well. But you have to start niching before you can pivot, expand and grow. Because once you've niched and once you've established yourself, once you have shown everyone that this is what you're known for, you can do anything. Then you can pivot, expand, grow. Then you can go in other crazy directions and reposition yourself elsewhere. But you have to start with making yourself different, making yourself specialised in the first place. In fact, I was having a conversation with quite an established speaker who had been working for some time in mindset, but he'd had a few years out. And we had a conversation about this. How could he step back into the arena? And he said, well, effectively, I could go into corporations and I could talk about anything mindset. And I said to him, well, think about this. If you could talk about anything, why are they going to know that you are the person to bring in to talk about a particular topic? If you are telling someone that you could come in and you could talk about anything, well, that doesn't sell. That doesn't make you memorable. It doesn't make you stand out. Because if you could talk about anything, well, so could the next expert. So you need to absolutely be clear on what the topics are, what the areas are, what those keywords are that you want to have associated with you. 
and what audience, what tiny subgroup you want to be serving with the value that you're giving. So an example of this is someone I know who she is very creative and she wanted to establish a community and also a podcast in order to monetize her passion. And actually what happened was she went into a very, very specific form of crocheting. I don't know a lot about crocheting, so I can't tell you what it is. But she really, really niched there. And what she found was a loyal tribe waiting, wanting someone to guide them, teach them and bring them all together. So she now has a very, very successful business because she niched to a tiny, tiny element of a subgroup of people interested in crocheting, which is niche enough as it is. Another example that I wanted to share with you is that one of my children is really into Warhammer and Games Workshop. And because they are watching videos on YouTube about this all the time. The people in that industry, that really niche industry that are doing well, have niche on one particular area of Warhammer. They're not trying to do everything. They're not trying to be everything to everybody. They are specialising. And as a result, their YouTube channel is massively growing. The same could be said for some YouTube videos that another daughter of mine watches. She is really passionate about artwork on the faces of old Monster High dolls and old Barbies. Now, this is really niche, but because there are people who want to consume that, they are looking for that content. They're searching for that content. And so if you niche, if you go fully down into a tiny subgroup so that you can be the standout person, the go-to person, the person people want to watch follow and listen to, your results are going to accelerate. Because once you've niched, once you've nailed it, you can then branch out, expand, and the world is your oyster. As I've said in the intro, anything's possible when you get visible. Thank you for listening to Entrepreneurs Get Visible. To get your free checklist on how to raise your profile and to find out about our community, go to annaparkernaples.co.uk forward slash get visible.